Welcome everybody at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're enjoying your day, awesome. If not, let's see what today's episode does for you. So, I've done two prior episodes about the history of a specific version of the WWE Championship belt design. I've gone over the Wing Eagle belt. I have gone over the Big Eagle belt. And now, I'm getting, I'm starting off with a statement that I know is going to ruffle some people. But you know what? i got to be honest. Probably my least favorite design of the WWE Championship. That is the undisputed WWE Championship design. Why is it my least favorite? Well, quite honestly, when I look at the belt, it just looks like somebody kind of took the Intercontinental Championship design, took away the blue and replaced it with black, and then kind of altered the size of the plates. It just, it didn't scream WWE Championship compared to other belt designs, at least just to me. Just to me. But, despite that, I know there are a lot of people who love the belt, and I figure, why not go over, finally go over the history of the undisputed WWE Championship belt design? Because like I said, been over the previous two belts, why don't we go over this one? Now, it's not going to be as long of an episode because this belt did not have as long of a life as the other couple of previous belt designs because this belt design only lasted about three years. So we're going to start off April 1st, 2002 because that's where we left off with a big eagle belt, aka the Attitude Era belt, where on April 1st, 2002, edition of Raw, Triple H was presented with the brand new Undisputed Championship belt, retiring the big eagle belt, and for about the next five months, the big gold belt, which we would not see again until around early September 2002 when they were trying to reinstate the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, this belt would end up being the first time, at least to my knowledge, unless they did something with the old school belt back in the 80s, where the WWE Championship itself finally has a nameplate on the belt. Because we didn't have that with the Wing Eagle belt or even the Attitude Era belt. There was no room for any customization to identify who the official champion was. So that was a nice new addition. Now, this title reign did not last long for Triple H because of Backlash. He ended up dropping the championship to Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which would end up being Hulk Hogan's final run as WWF slash WWE champion. And also a little bit to note that during this run is when the WWE would go through the name change from World Wrestling Federation to World Wrestling Entertainment. So Hulk Hogan was technically the final WWF champion and first ever WWE champion. So, because of that whole thing happening in the beginning of May 2002. Now, later on that month, at Judgment Day 2002, The Undertaker would defeat Hollywood Hulk Hogan and become undisputed WWE champion, making his first title run in about three years. And also, something happening during this title run, it's not a whole lot of world champions could say they've done, is they've switched between babyface and heel during the run. As on the July 1st, 2002 edition of Raw, after The Undertaker retained the WWE Championship against Jeff Hardy in a ladder match, post-match after delivering last ride, he would once again return to the ring and raise Jeff Hardy's hand in respect for having balls. You're doing good, kid. So, that happened. Now, we jump forward to Vengeance 2002 because two significant things happened involving the championship. First off, The Rock would defeat Kurt Angle and The Undertaker in a triple threat match to become the brand new Undisputed WWE Champion. This would end up being The Rock's final title run with the belt until 2013. But also, it was this very night where we saw the debut of the V2 belt. That's right. It took until this night, a couple months after the company name change, for the belt to get its design. The belt got bigger, and also it finally got the new WWE scratch logo at the top of the center plate. And the main part of the play would go from seeing World Wrestling Federation to World Wrestling Entertainment. 
So it took a couple months for the belt to get an update for its overall look, including the size and everything, but it finally happened here at Vengeance. Now, this style run was once again one of The Rock's shortest runs, because the next month at SummerSlam, he would drop the championship to Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar, I believe, still to this day, is counted as the youngest WWE champion in history at the age of 25. Now, overall world champion, WWE champion, youngest to hold that belt, okay? I have to clarify that because otherwise people are going to get it confused once in a while because they keep saying, oh no, like somebody else's youngest champion, WWE champion. It's like, no, you're thinking world champion. Get it right. Now, during this run, right after Brock Lesnar became WWE Undisputed Champion, he became exclusive to SmackDown as of the following night after SummerSlam. And actually, the SmackDown after Raw, you would actually get a bit of a graphic on TV to show that Brock Lesnar, for the final time, was listed as WWE Undisputed Champion. So it would be the final time that you would see on television the belt being referred to that, because the next week on Raw, with the World Heavyweight Championship being introduced as the new secondary world championship in WWE because of the brand split, the title right afterwards would no longer be declared as Undisputed. <clears throat> now, of course, this was during Brock's undefeated streak, Survivor Series, he ended up losing the WWE Championship to the Big Show because Paul Heyman turned on him. So, for the first time ever, Brock Lesnar suffered a pin televised pinfall defeat. And this would also be Big Show's first title run with the WWE Championship since January 2000 when he lost the championship to Triple H prior to the Royal Rumble. So, first time Big Show's like, well, I'm a champion. <coughs> yeah. Tough to try to do a podcast episode after you just had dinner. Now, unfortunately... Big Show's title run did not last long, because I mentioned in a past episode of the flip-flopping with the belt in 2002, Armageddon, Kurt Angle will become WWE Champion for the third time by pinning Big Show to become WWE Champion. Afterwards, he ended up gaining Team Angle, being Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin, and would be briefly aligned with Paul Heyman, would not be quite a long alliance. But then also during the title run, Kurt Angle ended up suffering neck issues due to the 3-on-2 handicap tag team match at No Way Out, himself and Team Angle against Brock Lesnar and da 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 you know, that guy. And of course, this put the WWE Championship match in jeopardy at WrestleMania. It was thought that Kurt Angle was going to drop his championship before WrestleMania, but Kurt Angle insisted on having the match. He would drop the championship at WrestleMania 19 to Brock Lesnar, who got a serious concussion after botching the Shooting Star Press. Because instead of a Shooting Star Press, it was pretty much a Shooting Star Press headbutt. But then Brock still recovered, got a third at five, became WWE Champion for the second time. Brock's title reign would only last about four months because this was back when Vengeance was, uh, for the time being, still being a July pay-per-view when Kurt Angle would become WWE Champion at Vengeance for the fourth time in the Trouble Threat match against champion Brock Lesnar and fellow challenger, The Big Show. Now, during this time, also, Brock Lesnar returned heel, continued the feud with Kurt Angle, and would win the WWE Championship again at on the September 18th, 2003 edition of SmackDown in the 60-minute Iron Man match, winning at a score of 5-4, to four, to win the WWE Championship yet again. And of course, this would be Brock Lesnar's title reign during this run of the company. Of course, he would have a handful of title runs after he came back. And then that title reign, of course, ended at No Way Out 2004, dropped the championship to Eddie Guerrero, which was Eddie Guerrero's only world title run in WWE, which is unfortunate, which of all the victory saw Goldberg get involved, but then the match still continued because Brock kicked out. Eddie did some line chain stealing, DDT on the belt, and then Frog Splash to become WWE Champion, which is an amazing feel-good moment for Eddie. Unfortunately, during this run, Eddie Guerrero started to feel pressure as WWE Champion because of the ratings and attendance and everything like that. He was starting to get hurt and was begging for time off. 
So after having a bloody match at Judgment Day, Eddie finally dropped the championship to JBL at the Great American Match 2004 in a Texas Borough match. Now, I know I've seen this finish before where a heel wins because of a replay. I know they've done this before. I don't think it's been in WWE, but it's been at least maybe in NWA slash Jim Crocker Promotions back in the 80s. Where technically JBL won because thanks to a replay, it showed that when Eddie was trying to hit the turnbuckle, he smacked in a JBL whose shoulder hit the turnbuckle right before Eddie hit it. So they took a, re a replay to show that the heel won, and Kurt Angle showed that replay on television. Therefore, JBL became the new WWE Champion. I've discussed my disdain for this title reign, because we know that the booking was bad for JBL. Meryl. But thankfully, the title reign would end at WrestleMania 21. John Cena would win the WWE Championship from JBL for his first ever reign with the championship. During this run was when John Cena would switch the WWE Championship Undisputed Belt to the Spinner Belt how to represent the WWE Championship. However, JBL would still insist on carrying around the Undisputed WWE Championship Belt design despite this during the feud and the build to Judgment Day. And finally, at Judgment Day, the Undisputed WWE Championship belt would be seen for the final time. JBL would actually enter the ring out of his limo with that physical belt. John Cena would win the I Quit match to retain the WWE Championship and would pose, despite being insanely bloody, with both the spinner belt and the Undisputed title belt designs over his head to conclude the pay-per-view. So, three years with this belt being on physical television... Like I said, like, I know a lot of people love this belt. For me, it just, it did not feel, in terms of overall design, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it did not look like a WWE World Championship when you compare, like, the prior designs with the Wing Eagle and Big Eagle belts. And like I said, it just looks like they took the Intercontinental Championship, stripped away the blue from the center plate, replaced it with black, and just expanded the size of it. It just... To me, it was not the best design, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people love it. If you all love it, that's that's your decision. For me, I just never fell in love with this belt design. I mean, maybe I'm just not used to it, but like I said, when you compare that to the past designs and everything, it wasn't the most standout look that you had for the WWE Championship. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. But, overall, this was a pretty fine run with the belt but like I said, the 2002 run just wasn't the most ideal because the title was just... In 2002, that belt design belt was just flip-flopping a lot. And it took until 2003 for there to be more solid reigns going forward. But I want you all to let me know in the comment section below, what did you think about the Undisputed WWE Championship belt design that we had from April 1st, 2002 up until the last time we saw it at Judgment Day 2005? Let me know what you all thought in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, it's slash history, lesson, down, memory lane, whatever the frick. Let me know what you thought in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a like, comment what you thought, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're watching this on YouTube, slash listening, or if you're listening to this on any other service, give me a follow. And I hope to catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.